0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast, the podcast where we have enough hot dogs and handshakes to warm your heart, but never enough to pay the bills. As always, I'm your host, Adam Soto. And this week on the podcast, uh, I was on a little bit of a hiatus. I took a break. Uh, My birthday passed and I was uh, on vacation in Chicago, visiting some family, enjoying myself. And so, you know, I just needed a bit of a break. Uh, So thanks for sticking through that, you guys. I really appreciate every single one of you that do support this podcast on a daily basis. Uh, on a weekly basis, excuse me, Uh, enough for me to go ahead and take a break and not have to worry about whether or not this next episode is going to get views. So without a doubt, I'm back now, bringing you guys more content weekly as always. So I want to go ahead and introduce you guys to this week's guest. He is none other than Captain Charlie Starr. Charlie's a a good friend of mine who uh, I met a couple months ago. Or about a year ago now we met but we've been good friends now for for about uh six months or so uh you'll you'll hear us talk about it in the story how we really became friends at a, at the wrestle mayhem show back in may for knockout wrestling and uh just tell the story about uh, how he came up into the wrestling business and got into it with his brother and how uh, his brother was the one that actually reached out to him to get him into the wrestling business to then uh turn to the day that he's winning the tag team championships alongside his brother Uh, in the alliance of violence which is a faction that i say a faction but a term that they use to pretty much describe themselves and their group of friends for years before wrestling even was a thing so i'm gonna go ahead and just cut off my rambling so that way you guys can tune in get a look into one half of the alliance of violence charlie Starr. All right, guys, so I'm sitting here today with a, a, a good friend of mine, half the tag team of Alliance of Violence, Captain Charlie Star Bridger, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the correct title. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people forget that.
0: Yeah, you forget that you got to forget you can't never forget Captain.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how's everything been going for you lately, man?
1: it's been going pretty good i can't complain man i've been doing um been getting back into the swing of things and uh it's it's been it's been chill
0: that's good so uh, i mean you say getting back to the swing of things you just daily life talking about wrestling you know
1: yeah yeah it took some time off wrestling but uh but yeah just kind of getting back into the motions of of Trending get in, but getting back into shows, um, yeah. work is starting to pick up a little bit too, so it's it's been really slow this past summer, but yeah, I'm starting to come up on the upswing a little bit.
0: That's good, man. It's, it's always good to, I mean, downtime is a good thing sometimes, you gotta, yeah. you gotta <laughs> and, you know, get your body right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I've already spoken with uh, your tag team partner, your brother, uh, yeah. John, on here before, uh, we've, we talked about how you guys used to backyard wrestle all the time when you guys were growing up. So I want to go ahead and hear your side of the story, uh, when it comes to things. So, so, uh, let's just, uh, since this is your own individual episode, man, where'd you grow up?
1: Yeah. Grew up in Ocala, Florida. Um, much like John, obviously.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, just, uh, born and raised right in the middle of Florida.
0: Okay. So then when you were younger, uh, did you play sports at all? Yeah, so
1: I, I again, very similar to John, I played baseball when I was younger, Um, and then up until, for me, it was third grade, because the youth football program launched a new division that included younger kids. Okay. um, Right when they unveiled that division, that was right when I started becoming in that age group, so uh, about third grade, that's when I started playing football.
0: Okay, how long did you play football for? (sighs)
1: Uh goodness. It must have been uh I think about eight years. Um, okay. I stopped playing sophomore year of high school as my last year playing football.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I remember John saying he took it he, he played like for Yeah, he
1: was he was a lot more not saying that I'm wasn't passionate about football, but he was he was a lot more He was on a
0: different level for him.
1: Yeah, he was he was able to to take it and make it his own
0: I know what you playing. mean. So what was it that, that sidetracked you from football? I don't want to say sidetracked, but what what else yeah. did you start doing? Um,
1: well, when I was in high school, um, I kind of slipped up a little bit more than I probably should have. I let a lot of stupid things kind of sure. take my mind away from focusing on what I needed to do. My grades sure. started slipping a lot. Um, I was in a magnet program at the high school I went to because I wasn't districted for that high school. So I had to make sure that my grades were up to par to stay in that school. So, but uh, yeah, 10th grade, I just, I don't know. I I started getting more into music. Um, Okay. So I tried to focus on that. I got invited to, uh, to join the varsity team at the end of my uh, sophomore season, but I I declined it because I knew that I wasn't really going to play anything. I was just going to wear a
0: I know. What position did you play that you were getting invited back for?
1: Uh, defensive end. My whole okay. um, whole football career. Wait, I so was... hang
0: on. So as a sophomore, you were getting invited to varsity.
1: Yeah. are yeah, pretty good, year. then, man. It, it it felt cool, but I know that like my um, my freshman year, I went straight to JV, and okay. I didn't play much at all i mean I, I got a few snaps here and there but sure. it was, i was the freshman on you know the jv squad but then you know sophomore year i knew that if i would have gone up to far state it just would have been the same thing <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah i know what you mean just showing up on friday night right for yeah, no just, reason. Just, just <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then you say so you started getting more into music were you what kind of music were you getting into was it just like listening to music were you going to concerts were you making you. music
1: everything um i joined a band when i was in freshman year i believe freshman going into sophomore year okay um and that band was uh primarily like we <laughs> we've been called like a mix of like chili peppers with rage against the machine which okay. i thought was a, a really nice um
0: good really compliment
1: this year but yeah, yeah but yeah getting into high school i got more into um punk rock hardcore music Okay, like really heavy stuff. And then it just it took over from there
0: So would you started making more music after that and like yeah. going into so did you learn how to do like actual like production or were you just playing instruments?
1: I Funny story I uh, throughout <laughs> High school I played I, I play bass primarily. Okay. Um, I'm able to play guitar and I'm able to, to play drums a little bit but, sure. um, after high school when I left that that first band i mentioned um i kind of wanted to do my own thing a little different so i started like um like a really i don't know piss poor like punk band (laughs) but it was like supposed to be i don't know that was kind of like the the aesthetic if you will yeah Um, but that's when i started diving into production and diving into recording myself and being able to to do this on my own and it's been uh it's been a long journey since that. That was uh, about 2014 right after high school. So when I started that.
0: Okay. So then after you start, you know, making music and everything, you had, you know, you had your sports background, you have your performing arts with the music and everything. Where does wrestling come into the picture there? Because wrestling is way different from <laughs> from from producing music, but you know, you still have the rough and tough background of football. So
1: Well, wrestling has always been there. Um, when I was when I was young, I had three interests: I had football, NASCAR, and wrestling. Okay. Um, you know, my first memories with wrestling were watching some of the last Nitros with my brother. Um, I vaguely remember watching the very last Nitro from uh, West Palm, or no, it was Panama somewhere in Florida, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i remember watching that and just always having my action figures in the video games and it was it was always it was always there
0: so you're always constantly a fan of wrestling yeah okay but so then from being a fan of wrestling you have your athletic background you had the performing arts background how do you transition how do you decide that you actually want to pursue wrestling because it's one thing to be a lifelong fan and another to flip the switch and decide you want to do this.
1: Yeah. It was um god, it was probably <laughs> somewhere sometime after high school or, or during high school I think I was um I was actively looking at schools around my surrounding area. Okay. Um and I know John mentioned finding dory funk school through that one legends of wrestling video game yeah i i looked up just like wrestling schools florida on google okay and <laughs> when i that's where i found dory funk school gotcha and i was looking into it um i was watching a lot of their i, I do like obsessive research if i get interested in one thing okay so I was looking up all of the bang TV videos that they watched or that they posted on YouTube. And I was like, man, this seems really cool. And then they train you. They, they essentially put you on, you know, quote TV. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. So I had actually set up John's narrative about this was a little, little incorrect, but um, I <laughs> set,
0: up, set the story straight.
1: Yeah. I set up a kind of like an interview with uh, Marty Funk, Dory's wife. Okay. And um, I went and spoke with her and, we had a conversation; it went really well, but um, then she brought up the price of the school, and I, being a um, 18, 19 year old kid working at an ice cream shop for just over minimum wage, I couldn't scrounge. Yeah, no way. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, so after that, I left kind of bummed out, and I just kept looking up schools in the area, and I don't know. It just the finding finding school just never quite worked out, so I kind of put that on the back burner okay until um i was working at this point i had moved out i living down in uh, davenport now towards disney world and that's where i was working okay and uh john calls me like three or four times i think something's wrong so i i find a a point to step away and i call him I'm like what what's what's going on and he does my brother does this thing where he'll start conversations with out of context big questions <laughs> I'm like what what's what's wrong is you want to be a wrestler <laughs> uh, well, yeah dude yeah, yeah. Why? you know like, yeah and he's like all right so I, I am in cahoots with um, Ocala championship <laughs> wrestling and he's like so they're they're willing to train some new guys
0: I'm like okay wow.
1: cool yeah I'll be there next week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So it, it, it kind of happened out of the blue. Sort of because, yeah. Yeah, because how, – so how long was it between where you kind of decided to put finding a school on the back burner until you got that phone call?
1: Probably a good three years at least.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it was a
1: big period of time.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, I mean, at least you know he had you in mind when he called you three yes. or four times. <laughs> <Right. away. laughs> he, could have, he
1: could have easily not have included me at
0: all. You could, you could have very easily gotten that phone call six months later saying, hey, here's my first show, and you're just like, wait, yeah, what the hell? Right. <laughs> that, that's good, though. That's good. So then you uh, decide, you, did it take a lot of convincing for you to show up there, or did you just go, no. like you were there? No, no,
1: no, no. Yeah, it was... Um he had said, yeah, they're, they're willing to train new guys. Um, you know, and I, I, I think at that point he had gone like one day. Okay. And, um, my first question was, okay, like, what are they charging? Yeah. That's That's going to be like a common theme with me. It's like, I (laughs) want to do it. I just don't have the the money for it. But I was like, what are they charging? He's like, you know, they're, they're nice enough to do it for free. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there next week, man. Yeah. Rearranged my whole cause Disney scheduling when you work there is so um strict. Like
2: you yeah. they give
1: you two days off, but it's gotta be two days in a row. And I had special scheduling to where I had two like there's days in between my days off, so sure. I was able to do that just to go up to Ocala twice a week to to train.
0: That's good. So you, you kind of made it happen. Yeah. Just because you just felt like that's what you needed to do,
1: and, and and I knew at that point if it wasn't gonna happen, then it just it wasn't gonna happen.
0: What make what makes you say that? Just the
1: uh, realizing that I'm starting to take on real life, you know, yeah, paying bills yeah. and stuff, and
2: yeah,
1: I just know that with the little money that I was making at Disney, mm-hmm. I knew that this opportunity isn't going to happen many times in a lifetime. So I just decided, yeah, I got to take it before it goes away.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all it takes sometimes just to jump on an opportunity because it's like, that's the one I've said it countless times on this podcast. I'm gonna get somebody to start go back and counting how many times I've said it, that things happen in the blink of an eye with wrestling. Like, like at this, this past show that we went to, I remember I, the, at knockout wrestling, which was the last Saturday where we faced yeah. each other, uh, so and I, I brought, I brought along somebody who was just gonna help, uh, you know, help set up the ring and help set up chairs, oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And I told him I was like, dude, just bring your gear, just in case you never dude, know. Yeah, just in case, man. Bring it. <laughs> and and it, sure enough, he ends up as our tag partner in in the main event storyline, and it's just Thank like,
2: God.
0: <laughs> yeah, God. I, I know exactly. So it's just like things happen that quickly. It was in a matter of five minutes. They were like, okay. He's out. You're in. It was that yeah. quick. So things happen quick in wrestling. So I, I'm yeah. glad that you actually decided to take that leap because, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah, honestly, I, I'd probably still be sitting on my couch and just kind of, you know, thinking what if every, every weekend, every and that, month. That's
0: the worst thing ever is those, yeah. what ifs, those worst.
1: Especially if it's, if it's something you want to you truly want to do, too. Like, yeah, I've exactly. Been, you know. I think for me it was similar to John. It's like it, it was always looked at as something. Man, this would be really cool to do.
0: Yeah. But I don't know how
1: to do it. I for some yeah. reason, it never clicked that you could just go train to be a wrestler. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you just, know? it's so, just it's
0: just like going to school to be a doctor. You you go yeah. you go train. You learn how to do it.
1: Or be, being a boat captain, you know.
0: Or being, a, <laughs> or being a boat captain, exactly. Yeah. It's like you just got to go and you got to learn how to do it. It's it's hands-on experience. That's that's the only way you can really learn. Yeah. So you decide, okay, you're going to do it. You go. You show up. What's your first day in training like?
1: John kind of gave me a heads-up on what the environment is like.
2: like Sure.
1: There's no ring. It's a taekwondo gym. It's hard mats on a concrete floor. Um, And he kind of told me, like, yeah – and I, I don't think he knew what all was going to happen. He was like, "Right now, at least they're showing us like real basic stuff." Yeah. Um, so I'm like, "Okay, cool. You know, you got to start from the basics." You know, so
0: you got to start Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I walk in. I meet the guys that are training me, um, and yeah, John and I just work on locking up, uh, simple chain wrestling, footwork, different things like that. Um, they talk over how to do some bigger moves like suplexes and how to take bumps and things like that. But, you know, just with the environment, unfortunately we weren't really able to progress much further than the basic, basic stuff. Yeah. Um, so about halfway through this little training portion, um, they talk about how they need a ring announcer because okay. the dude that they usually get is just god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've watched the videos, like, the dude is pretty
2: bad. Yeah.
1: And um, so I'm like, uh, well, you know, I, I, I can, I have a voice, like, I can do that, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, okay, cool, like, you know, can you show us what you got? And, um, you know, I, I do, like, the, bit, you know, the following contest, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I don't even get finished. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, you're the ring announcer. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, no, I want to wrestle, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they kind of set me up, like, okay, because it's getting closer to their next show. And um, they're like, yeah, you know, maybe you could be the ring announcer, blah, blah, blah. And I keep, I keep hinting, like, no, you know, I- I- I'd really like to wrestle, you know, if I yeah. could, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, finally they're talking about how they need some more people for this, because uh, it was around Halloween time, so it was like a costume battle royal. Like, yeah, we need more people. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, dude, throw me in there. Like, I, I can, yeah, come on, it's a battle yeah. royal. You know, it seems easy. Let me do it, you know? Yeah. And they're like, you can work. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for like,
2: I'm like yeah, let me,
1: I can do it, man. Let me, let, just give me a shot. And um, yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, we'll put you in the battle. Oh, no problem. And um, yeah, I showed up as the, uh, I wore a black morph suit and I was the character that you haven't unlocked yet. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and we're off to the races from there, brother. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious, man. So, so from there, did you just keep going back? Uh was it just only OCW that you ended up working or at the time.
1: Um and I, I didn't realize it until we got a lot closer that not only was I gonna be in that battle royal, they also gave me a singles match with um with a guy named Vernon Black, who okay. is actually right now still the champion for OCW and that's been two years now. He's the longest reigning champion. Jeez. <laughs> but it was um i was super nervous because it was it was my first match obviously everyone's going to be super nervous for their first yeah um and i'm in the back and he's talking it over with me and he's being real cool very understanding that it's you know it's my first time out there and um and same thing with John when i got out there i didn't realize how easy it was to actually talk to each other
0: yeah, yeah the, the, that's the thing. It's like, that's what people don't realize is there's a yeah. lot of communication going. And it's, that that stuff is either, it's either really easy or really hard, depending yeah, on who you're working right. with. It really depends on who you're working with, like 100%. <laughs> and, um, <laughs>
1: coolest thing I did in that match was, uh, for my comeback, I had a, uh, a running knee in the corner. I'd okay. the corner, I'd, I'd come and do a knee. But, um, I kind of, I kind of muffed it up a little bit. And I kind of, I don't know what happened, but I jumped and went over the ropes.
0: Oh, I like, boy. I,
1: like, flipped over the ropes, down in the apron, and somehow, by the grace of God, I landed on my feet. <laughs> and I kind of look at the crowd, and I'm like, yeah! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can never do that again. Like, yeah, dude, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and um, so the way they we planned out the match, Vernon was was so nice enough to put me over. Uh-huh. But in, in like a quick conniving kind of way that, you know, obviously. So it was sure. I won my debut match and I, I couldn't be more thankful for that.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Because there's a lot of people who have their debut match and immediately go under. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm one of the lucky few that actually got <laughs> to go over their first match and, and yeah, so and you as well. So it's like Every everybody's I feels like everybody goes in on their back and then when they retire they go out on their back I guess it's yeah. just the way it goes, but I don't know I guess we got lucky in that department when it came to going over in our first one. So <laughs> For
2: sure.
0: So what what were your experiences going through uh, in continuing? learning and, and growing as a performer because it's one thing to, to start and to learn tr- to train to become a wrestler but how do you feel? uh time as as time progressed how do you feel you grew as a performer
1: i noticed with each show that i've gone to and being in enough locker room group chats to pick out similarities between what it's like being in a wrestling locker room and what it's being like in the music scene okay and for that's for good reasons and that's for some not so good reasons either yeah there's a lot of um A lot of unnecessary drama, a lot of BS, um, a lot of people complaining about things that really don't matter. Um, But at the same time, being at the show, it's a lot of like being in the back for us being in the locker room, um, just a camaraderie between all the boys. Yeah, you're you're kind of put in a situation where you're able to make so many friends in such a unique environment and i feel like the music <laughs> scene
0: is kind of the same and and in the most unique of ways yeah. too. like you, <laughs> yeah. you'll ne- you'll never know how you become friends with somebody which uh, i'll get to the story of how we became friends yeah. because that, that happened at mayhem I, we told the story with john but i still want to yeah. hear what, what you got to say about it so we'll, we'll get there but yeah i i <laughs> i completely know what you mean so it, it's it's a very um different environment because it's in, it, and, and to me, it's like I'm I'm more of a sports background. I, I don't have like a music performance background as yeah. far as, as far as you. But for me, it was like the difference of being uh, like in a locker room with like a basketball team or being in the dugout with a baseball team. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can laugh and joke around, whatever, but you guys are all there to accomplish the same goal. Right. Whereas wrestling is more um, personal, solo driven to achieve a goal. But at the same time, you're kind of, f- I, I don't want to use the word forced but you're almost um obligated to to work well with others to accomplish yeah, yeah, yeah. a good show but then through that you end up forming some some relationships like like between and the thing is they might not even be a, a they might be your opponents and you still yeah. might become best friends with them and it's it's very unlikely unlikely relationships form as well because it's just like like again you never know who you're going to run into in a wrestling locker right. room you know, we we showed up to our show last Saturday, and all of a sudden, we look up Gangrel Shannon Moore. We're both standing there, just like yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like what the connections I, you're gonna make,
2: dude. Like
1: I, I felt that way. I kind of get, I try not to, but I, I get starstruck a little bit Of, course, of course. with some people, and it's in that situation. Just what seeing him just kind of hanging out, chilling on his phone in the locker room. It's like, dude, like I, I, I played. <laughs> I did play as you at one point in a wrestling
0: video. Yeah, sitting yeah. In front
1: of me, like this is cool, man. Exactly. Like, it's how the crazy. Hell are
0: you? <laughs> yeah, it, it's again wrestling brings about some of the weirdest, craziest, like but most awesome interactions ever. Yeah, because like, I, I'm
1: sure you, at least, even, like, two years ago, probably wouldn't realize that you would be duet singing Boys in the Hood. To, dude, to that's Girl. what I'm saying,
0: man. Yeah. It's, uh, that tune kept coming on, and we just went back and forth singing Boys <laughs> in the Hood. And all of a sudden, I just kind of stopped for a second, and I looked at him, and I was like, that's Gangrel.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> and
0: with me in in a Leesburg locker room yeah. to this song, and this man's a WWF legend. like. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on right now it's the like, it's, it's just, it just you get the strangest interactions yeah because you'll get to you'll you'll meet new friends of uh just guys who are on the same path as you in the same spot you know it really just in the in their early legs of their career and trying to really make something of themselves everybody's hungry everybody's pushing towards the same goal but then all of a sudden yeah. you're running to a guy like shannon moore a guy right. like Gabriel. And in my instances, I've run in with Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall with Mick yeah. Foley. And it's just like, hang on, guys. This is this is my first show. Yeah. I can I need a minute. Like yeah. <laughs> because, just give me a moment. Yes, yeah, I, I need a moment because when I have my first match and I come back and I'm greeted by Scott Hall, I almost shit myself. So yeah. I need you know. <laughs> Were
1: you expecting that?
0: No. That's the thing. It's like you hear you hear these stories of Your first match, your first show, your first 20 shows, they're all going to be in front of 10 people, and there's going to be nobody there. And then it's like I was fortunate enough, myself, Fast Motion, those guys were all fortunate enough to have their first couple matches in front of Mick Foley, in front of Scott, in front of Billy Gunn. And it's just like all of a sudden you come back to… Like I've told the story countless times, but come back to Scott Hall telling you that you had a kick-ass match and that you're selling your ass off, and it's just Sweet, like, man. And to him going, and I he said, like, "Well, how long you been working? That's oh, my first match." You know, get the half out of here. And it's just like, no, nope, that's my first match. Like,
1: that's awesome, dude.
0: Yeah. So it it brings about the craziest of interactions. That's what people. <laughs> I, I think that's the the one side. It's like people really don't think of. It's like yeah. who, who you just might run into.
1: I'm noticing with um because granted i'm I'm still new to this you know i've i've been I've been in the business for just over two years now okay and so and and of course you're always gonna be learning but I'm still in that that infancy the raw learning phase yeah, yeah. so it's like I'm learning that it's almost not of course not immediate but it it's almost immediate just respect yeah. just because you're doing like this the same thing it's it's your the fact that you're interacting with somebody who is also willing to go out there and put their, you know, body on the line for this yeah. very unique performance. And it's, it's such a quick bonding mechanism for these people that, like you said, you just have no clue who you're going to run into.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like it's also I think there's I mean, in my personal experience, at least whenever I've gone into a locker room, I've realized that there's two different kinds of respect. There's the immediate respect that you get from the second you meet somebody, and then the respect that's gained over time, right. because because you ha- almost have to—I don't want to say have immediate respect, but you almost have to be able to rely on everybody in that locker room right away. No yeah. matter if you're you know in your hometown, you've been wrestling with the same guys for the past couple of years, or if you're in a different you know, state, different country, you have to try to trust the guys because of course, yeah. Again, it's a locker room full of guys and that means a locker room full of cell phones, full of wallets, full of watches, full of whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like you gotta be able to to think, okay, nobody's gonna steal this. Let me just, you know, put this in my bag and I'll be all right. Then yeah. on top of that, it also goes down to you got to be able to trust those people literally with your life. Yeah because if you're you know a simple suplex can end horribly if if you don't trust the person.
1: Dude a, a simple suplex sent me to the hospital.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, um and well, uh, you tell? Yeah, this was
0: uh, <laughs> that's n- time right there yeah, that's this, what that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It was a knockout wrestling. Um I think at the time they were Lake County Championship wrestling and um it's a lumberjack match and I'm one of the lumberjacks for the heel, which okay. I believe it was um Jay Murda
0: was the heel. So I refereed that match. Yeah. I, oh sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I refereed that match. I remember that. Him so him and Billy McLeod.
1: They went up for this superplex to the outside while yep. the lumberjacks oh, catch him. And everyone, all the lumberjacks are starting to have like this little brawl to congregate themselves yeah. near their post, and um, I'm kind of right in the middle of it. And I look up, and I I'm noticing that where they're gonna land is right where I am. And I look in front of me, and there's there's people there, but they're like a good two feet away. Like this isn't gonna end well. So I'm focusing on pulling in these people. And I'm I'm telling them like get closer get closer get closer and I'm focusing on these two or three people by the time I turn around and look up They're already right there So I didn't embrace for any impact. So it it pushed my head back and um, I felt a pop somewhere in my neck and uh, I wasn't too thrilled with that (laughs) and um, It it didn't well it kind of hurt immediately so I kind of rolled to the side and I was, you know, moving my fingers, moving my legs and stuff. I was like, okay, well, I can move. But um, yeah. so I, I, I go into the back and there was somebody already there. Like, all right, hey, we already called the ambulance for you. But wait a minute, Whoa. hang on. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I can, I'm can, i fine. Like, I can move. You know, I can move my head all over the place. Like, you know, I, I don't feel... Any pain anymore? Like I'm, I'm okay, really. And uh, they're like, No, no, no. Like you know, you should, you should go to the hospital, like just in case. You know, it is your neck. And I get where they were going from, or where they. Were I from, remember it,
0: that. You know, I'm like, remembering that now.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, dude. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm all right. So, uh, yeah. So they, you know, I'm sitting in the hospital for a couple hours. Doctor comes in. He's like, Yeah, your neck's fine. It's a slight sprain. Uh, take some ibuprofen and you know maybe i sit
0: tomorrow and you'll be you'll be a-okay the next day <laughs> so it ended up kind of be really nothing but was, yeah absolutely nothing yeah no. yeah i i because the thing is I, it's just the thing i remember that was being like not only my first show with knockout but that was my first time ever refereeing ever really <laughs> yeah so I, I remember I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring my gear bag, whatever I'll show up if they need me, then I'll be there So I had my gear bag and they're like, hey, we need a ref and I was like, uh, they're like, can you ref? And I was like, uh, sure, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So then they throw a ref shirt at me. I throw it on whatever and luckily I had black pants already Yeah, so I was just like, all right, whatever throw it on go do the deal. Yeah, I, remember I refed. things were fine And then I remember uh, specifically, (laughs) I remember Billy McLeod came up to me. He's like, hey, we're going to do this spot with, like, a big superplex to the outside. When that happens, make sure you check on us and make sure you check on the other guys whatever. And I was like, all right, got it. So then I remember they did it. I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I hopped out, checked on them, kind of went like kind of like scanned over everyone real quick hop right, back, yeah. and then i remember going to the back and they they knew that i had like medical experience and stuff and so then they see me and they're like hey you, can you check on this guy and i was just like that's kind of out of my area of expertise man like that's yeah. like, <laughs> like i was like that's a vertebrae it's not really so that i i, I don't know why i just remember sp- more specifically seeing uh a message in like the knockout chat after that Saying, hey, guys, all good. Doctor said I'm fine. And I was just like, yeah. they sent this man to the hospital, with a, you know, on an ambulance for next sprain." Like,
1: <laughs> I am so lucky that I work at a job that just so happens to give me some pretty damn good health coverage. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was about to say that
1: that went from like it was like, think like almost two grand for a couple hours. It chopped it down to like 300 bucks.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. So
1: I'm like, thank God for that. That was the first time I used that, (laughs) that insurance. uh, I remember my girlfriend, Shelby was asking me, um, sitting in the, uh, the room and she was like, you know, well, how good is your, your health insurance? I'm like, I I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
0: (laughs) I know. know, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then, you know, waiting a couple months later, I finally got the bill. I was like, I guess it's pretty damn good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, You guys, uh, as you have your own, I want to, we're going to backtrack a little. So, uh, you're going through with with Ocala championship wrestling and you're having your whole, uh, you, you said you go from ring announcer, you start working and stuff. How does AOV start? Because you had your own career, you know, singles, singles path. John had his own singles path. How did that path meet into form Alliance of Violence?
1: AOV has always been an entity. In one way or another, some shape or form, um, John touched on it. Originally, it just started as like a friend group for yeah. us to you know BS, play video games, and watch the pay per views. Um, it's once we actually started wrestling, it had always been loosely discussed sure. that you know, hey, maybe you know someday we'll tag up and we'll you know just be the Alliance of Violence.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, I was obviously so down for that because and again john touched on this as well yeah. where there's such a such a large age gap between john and i where we weren't able to be on the same team for anything
0: what's the age and, difference uh
1: john and i are 8 years apart okay and um it's it was something that was always john the always- old bastard <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it was something that always got put on the back burner until um it got closer to... I have the worst memory in the world. Um, no, you're fine. It was for...
0: We're wrestlers. You think it's supposed to remember United
1: stuff? United States... What,
0: what was that? I said, you're, we're wrestlers. You think we're going to remember stuff?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're saying it's for um, the United States what?
1: It was for a tournament for the new OCW United States Championship. Okay. And John and I had a match against each other. That was our first match against each other, which... I thought it was a killer match. <laughs> but, um, so afterwards, we shoot this promo because um, there's a team of two guys, Alex Destroya and Joseph Matthews. And after the match, they came out and kind of bum rushed us because we, in our singles runs, I had a, this little rivalry with Joseph Matthews. John had one with Alex. So sure. they come out as a unit and kind of beat us up in the ring. And afterwards, we filmed this promo where they, they kind of kick our ass backstage. And um, when we got done with that, we filmed a second promo where it's John and I, you know, just kind of doing the hold the neck sort of, you know, selling the pain sort of thing. Yeah. It was just this simple, like, you know, you guys like violence, we'll show you violence. And then it, it went off from there.
0: Alright, so I want to go ahead and uh, talk to you about how you guys continued through uh, LCCW now knockout wrestling and became tag team champions there uh, you and John as Alliance of violence
2: yeah,
1: so when When John and I kind of formed the Alliance of violence, we did a few matches in OCW um, we were in involved in a fatal four-way tag team match Um which we kind of got eliminated rather quickly, um, and then okay. we had a we had a I say one on one. We had a tag team match with Dakota um, for the OCW tag team championships. We ended up losing that match. Turns out we were supposed to win that match and uh, <laughs> be the Champions I think I, think
0: I think I jo- think I think John told that story actually.
1: Yeah. So when we found that out, we were like, "Come on, man! <laughs>
0: like
1: <laughs> you, you kind of told us that. That would have changed yeah. a lot of things." Yeah. But um, so after that, um, and Don to touched on again. Um, the OCW actually went under after that, um, so from there, I was working in LCCW at that point already. Um, okay. John, John wasn't introduced yet. Okay. So, so you were just
0: there. You were just there as Charlie Starr.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I forget which show, but they kind of brought up like hey like why don't you see if your brother wants to come over too and I did and he was down so uh, we show up one night and at the time LCCW really didn't have that extensive of a tag team division because uh-huh. it was um, it was us it was fast motion and it was destructive caliber which was um Alex Destroya and Marcus Caliber. And I'm sure there are more, but that's really all I can remember from that period of time. And yeah. so they, they really wanted to kind of, I guess, build either the tag team division or something like that. So they kind of pushed us a little bit, and we kind of had this organic rivalry with Fast Motion. We had wrestled them a few times, and a few just kind of like makeshift tag teams, you know, for the one night sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, eventually building our way up. They were kind of, cause at the time fast motion became the, the tag champions and um, they were yeah. wanting to kind of put us together and we just rolled with it. And um, it got to the point where we were, where we're going to face them for the championships, but okay. Deandre gets a concussion. So he, um, you know, he, he isn't cleared to fight. So, The night that we won our first tag team championships was against one of the... Actually, no, it wasn't really like a one-off tag team. But it was a tag team that had maybe had like two shows under their belts as this tag team. Okay. And they had written in that there was like a... There was an elimination tag match earlier in the night. And this team won. And now they're facing us for the vacant tag team chat titles. And it was like a... It was a quick like five six minute match so we won obviously and i was bummed that we weren't facing fast motion for the titles but
2: yeah yeah
1: when when i had when i had pinned to win i sat up and i just couldn't believe it because that was that was our first title that was our first championship for both of us yeah and for it to be with my older brother was just incredible um, I remember like not really knowing what to feel because when I sat up and, you know, we're heels like, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be this asshole and I'm looking around. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> sort of a shoot, sort of not really. I grabbed the mic by like his collar and I pull him in and I'm like, where's my title?
2: where's my <laughs> title? <laughs>
1: And, uh, he handed it to me and, um, yeah, it was, I sat in the back for, like
0: 15
1: minutes just holding it just looking at it yeah like this is this is mine now it was such a surreal moment
0: yeah i, I remember actually doing the same thing when i won uh my first title there uh the 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 night owl championship that was yeah. my first ever title and i remember winning that and like i did the same thing i actually walked out to, to that side hallway over the learning yeah. curve and i just sat against the one i just stared at it for like exactly. i was just like yeah.
1: I was in that corner at like that back door over there that no one really went yep. through. Yeah, I just sat back there for you know, like I said, like fifteen minutes. It was incredible.
0: it's surreal. It really is. And you guys uh, carry those titles with you all the way until the uh...
1: yeah. So we had won the titles, I believe, in March.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, we had we had defended them in April, and then comes May or. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle
2: Mayhem,
0: brother. So I alluded earlier when I said I wanted to get to the story of how we became friends, and this yeah. is the day it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'll let you uh, take point on this one. Uh, go so, ahead and give your side of the story going into that day. I'll
1: just the whole
0: day. I'll just. Yeah, yeah go, the whole day.
1: And just a little back story for the day in general it had nothing to sure. do with wrestling. Um, that day was my girlfriend's birthday. Oh, wow! So I already felt so bad that it's my girlfriend's birthday, and I'm, I'm have you know, I'm wrestling at this show. I just feel bad because, like, I wanted to spend of time with, with her, so um. So the whole day we show up and I'm in the back getting ready talking over with fast motion. And (laughs) they tell us that the card was leaked by somebody.
0: Somebody.
1: Somebody. And we're like, okay, so, you know, and yeah. They tell us, well, you know, we're gonna change some some things around. Um, so basically, it's like up to you guys for the finish. Like, okay. <laughs> so between the four of us, we brainstorm what's gonna happen, and they come up with us dropping the titles and doing a double turn, which that was the best idea that any of us came up with. Sure. Like, okay. Cool. And that's when they decided to bring in you to form this faction yeah so they they pull you over we're talking it over everything seems great hunky dory great yeah let's go (laughs) let's go do it because at this point it's like you know john and i have very similar ideas about uh how do i put this I guess like what what championships mean to us it's that yes it, sure. it, it's such a it's such an honor to be able to hold this but at the same time professional wrestling is predetermined it's scripted so yes yeah losing it is it's okay that's what i'm trying to get it's it's okay. yeah, so it's, it's no big deal to us whatever so it's not the end of the especially, world especially because this plan was so good yeah it, we know that there's going to be more from this so yeah. The plan, the original plan for those who maybe didn't listen to John's episode, was that um, we were going to go out, there's going to be this big move, and there's going to be a ref bump. And John's going to go for the pin. It's the classic, like, you know, go for the pin, is obviously going to be for the win. It looks up, there's no ref.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: what's going on? That's when you come in in a ref shirt, and then, you know, you go to do the one, two, stop counting. And then suddenly everyone should get the idea that, wait a minute, something. Yeah,
0: happen. yeah, yeah. And
1: then we get the beat down. Fast motion gets the the dirty pin. You know, they go over. That's end of the show. So, yeah, we're talking over the ref. Everything is in order. Everything's good to go. Yeah. And somebody gets a concussion. <laughs> I don't know who that would be.
0: Somebody gets a concussion and breaks. <laughs> so,
1: so you come not only a concussion with a broken nose as well. So, uh, <laughs> you come in the back and we're all looking at you like, oh god, that changes some things. So we're looking around at anybody who's like, who would be a good fit? And who can? We're pulling over like random people and we're like, hey, like, what do you think of this? And they're like, no, I can't do that. I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, oh god. Oh god. So somebody tells me that um it's like no like he says he's good he'll still do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so let me tell my side of that real quick yeah please so so i i was the first match of the day yeah i took a bad dive hit my head busted my nose with the gts i was borderline dead okay so i don't remember most of that day in general right the thing is if you're telling me we planned this beforehand, I'm a bit concerned because <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> talking about you. I don't remember talking about that beforehand. I legit oh, don't. Yeah. So but the thing is, I remember sitting there like, like, like knocked out with like tissue yeah. stuff. I know. So like, Hey, uh, where you, did you, are you still going to do the spot with, uh with AOV and, and fast motion? I was like, what? <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I remember,
0: I remember I'm like they're like wiping blood off my neck and like I'm yeah. like getting cleaned up still still trying to kind of come back to my stream of consciousness I was like half passed out most of the show and then they were just I remember them scrambling and I was like I, I can do it I can do it yeah. I got it yeah. I got it and then, <laughs> and then I remember uh, Frank Reyes he he pulls me over he's like are you sure that you can do this yeah. like his- like <laughs> He's looking up at me like with his hand in my face. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, fine. I, I got it. It's fine.
2: Like,
0: my nose is all crooked. There's dried yeah. blood coming. I'm like, yeah, I got
1: it. horizontal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, so so back, they, back to you.
1: When they told me that, I'm like, oh, my God. Because, like, <laughs> looking at you coming in the back, like, you it, – it's no joke. Like, you looked halfway to death.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, wow, this guy is is. I remember like this collapse,
0: story. collapsing.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, we go out there, we have the match. It's yeah. going really well. Um, we have this spot where I'm holding DeAndre in a German suplex. John gives him a clothesline. I give him the suplex. We go for the double pin, and that's when Zeb is supposed to do a springboard splash onto us to break up the pin. Yeah. Um. The only issue is that I think Zeb was like just a hair too slow because I remember in the pin position and I hear one, two, three, bam. And I'm like, oh no. And then the ref calls for the bell and uh-huh. I will take full responsibility for this. I pulled something that I, hindsight 2020, I probably shouldn't have done, but I'm sitting there like, no, and I'm trying to save the angle in my mind, I
2: guess. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: No, like, you know, restart the match. Restart the match. And um, any sort of excuse that I can come up with is that it's playing more onto me being a face or us being a face now, trying to still initiate that double turn where no, like, you know, we want to win it, you know, the right way, not by yeah. the truth, blah, blah, blah. So I understand where things can get a little discombobulated afterwards yeah because after that we just kind of went right back into how things should have gone
2: yeah and so we do
1: this huge uh tower of doom and john goes to pick up i think zeb for his finish his little uh ko uh, cutter sort of thing and i remember hearing him from outside of the ring because i was kind of laying on the apron sort of and I hear him, you know, ref, like, you know, watch out for the foot, watch out for the foot, you know, it's saying like, hey, yeah, the spot is coming. And I remember looking up, and when John goes to swing Zeb, this dude, like Bruce Lee, like ducks out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, because at this point, and I don't know when this happened, but I see like three other refs like around the ring
0: yeah dude I'm that's like, what i didn't get i was like why are they rushing? Like, literally there was four refs out there i was like what are they doing and i remember i am standing in the back watching and literally Gr- vic comes up to me and grabs me by the back of my shirt and starts shaking me He goes lewis do something do something get you gotta you gotta fix this do something and shoves me out of the curtain and i was yeah. like uh <laughs> Yeah, and you're
1: still trying to figure out where you're at.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, like still. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I'm laying there, and I'm like, oh, no, this is this is a steaming pile. And I see you run out, and I'm like, okay, you know, maybe this can still work. Because at this point, the original ref ducked out of the ring, and he's he's gone, at least yeah. from what I can tell.
0: I think he went to the back.
1: Probably. And, you know... They, at this point now, and I, I've learned this lesson too, if the wrestlers in the ring are confused, the people in the stands the are going to be confused, more yeah. confused. So, you do, you know, the one-two, don't, don't finish the count, and John stands up and, you know, whatever, and then you gave him a, uh, Infamous. a swift kick to the golden nads <laughs>
0: The go <go-nads.
1: laughs> So... They go down, you know, beat down, pin one, two, three. Um, they win the titles, and I can just tell that everyone in the crowd is just like, what What the hell is going on? Yeah. And I'm on the apron, like, what the hell is going on? So they go in the back, and I try to save this as much as I can. But, you know, at that point, you just you just got to take it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So I come in the back, and John and I are heated as I'm sure fast motion was too. And this is where all of us kind of, kind of took that, that locker room friendship to the next level because we're all discussing like what just happened out there. Yeah. They were like, yo, like, you know, you're not mad at us, right? Like, we're cool. We're cool. Like, yeah, of course we're cool. Like, yeah, all four of us were on the exact same page on the exact same sentence. And it was, yeah, it was cool in in uh, having that quick bond with them over that with you know the unfortunate circumstance. So yeah, um, after that, you know, we kind of get into the with the original ref, like you know what what the hell, you know what's what's going on, man. Like you knew what was going on. It was just a big cluster. So yeah. now, in hopes to save it, um, John didn't talk about this part where they brought all four of us out to the ring during intermission to kind of discuss, you know, in the ring. I
0: forgot about that.
1: What the hell happened? I forgot about that. So we're coming out and now to try to get across the the double turn even more. John and I are coming out. We're trying to be as as much of a sympathetic face as we can be. And the storyline goes that, you know, since there's real no... and and obviously with you coming in now, obviously
2: siding
0: with
1: them, there's like, there's, there's real, no decision. So you guys don't get the titles and you guys don't get the titles either.
0: Titles are vacant. Yeah.
1: And, you know, we do the, the big, like, you know, what, what, what? So our understanding was that there was going to be more after that. And I think just with, um, I don't know, just with, with scheduling and,
0: i'm pretty i'm pretty sure after that i don't think not myself not fast motion nor you guys were seen a knockout for what four months after that it was, i don't know uh, i don't know about you guys but i know after that i literally didn't go not only to not not to knockout but to a wrestling show in general until like september
1: yeah it was um i i can't remember if, if i was actually no I, I do remember taking a few shows off um I think it's just going to work or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, and I got so worried that this was like a punishment for me.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I had constant anxiety on, oh God, like I, I really screwed up. I really should not have done that restarting the match thing. Yeah. And I remember being in the back, looking at Zeb in the eyes and I'm like, dude, you know, you have more experience than I do what should I have done in that situation and yeah it's like I, 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 I could be totally wrong in saying that but I feel like if uh, if that was kind of like a, a punishment for me I wouldn't be surprised
0: <laughs> but
1: that's what comes with learning and being yeah things <laughs> so
0: th- this is this is going back to what i said earlier about friendships being made in the most unlikely of circumstances yeah. because Honestly. it's because the thing is I, I said it uh before it's like i didn't really know you guys i had i had saw you guys in passing at shows did the hey brother how you doing shook your yeah. hand at, at backstage and that's it yeah. and then all of a sudden uh you know after mayhem. And after the stuff that we've been through with Mayhem going into the next couple shows, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, <laughs> us taking picture, us taking prom pictures together. <laughs> <You> remember the, <laughs> the, the me, you, John, and Zeb taking one yeah. big prom picture. <laughs> and it's like it's like becoming becoming really good friends who talk on a daily basis, and it's like again out of just an effed up situation that happened yeah. at random by chance. And it's like if that wouldn't have happened, then like who knows would we really have ended up where right. we are now? Right. So again, super unlikely situations. So uh, real quick, we're we're coming up towards our time. I just want to go ahead and touch on uh, now back in knockout wrestling, uh, we have a a big heated feud, brother, between uh, yeah uh, my faction, Money in Motion, and with uh, your, yourselves, AOV with Johnny Zeke, and I gotta say it's fun
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i posted on social media like this is this is like the most fun i've had in my wrestling career so far
0: yeah and And i I think think it's because of the camaraderie and because of the like we know each other so well so i think that's what makes it work so well yeah
1: and on an on an on stage perspective it's fun Mm -hmm. because of the all of the rivalries that are tied in with these two entities it's
0: yeah.
1: us and John and fast motion. It's you and Zeke and yeah. just the fact that
0: and now myself with myself and you guys with the whole yeah. thing happening at Mayhem.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, all that stuff.
1: It's, it's cool having sort of that, that rub just by having you know the heavyweight champion involved yeah. in this thing together. It's yeah. It's just such a fun way to be able to go out there and, and give it
0: our all 100% and yeah, i think i think that's why like again like we had we had so much fun just even talking about getting ready for the match come for the day we had fun then yeah. we went out afterwards had fun and yeah. then it's just like like dude it's like it's like how how do you not enjoy that? Not only are you getting to to hang out with with your with some of your best friends, but then on top of that, you get to create this art form together, put on a show and yeah. get the kind of crowd reaction that we were able to get to on top of that. It's like, dude, how do you top that?
1: And that's what's so cool about um, being involved in the wrestling world is that being in like a football locker room, you can yeah. you can do all of those things that you mentioned with a football team being in the locker room like, you know, talking about the game getting ready for all that stuff, getting ready together, going out afterwards. But the thing with football or, you know, any other organized sport is that you're going out and you're just, you're, you're playing a game in this environment. You're going out and you're putting on a show. You're listening to telling the story, right from these, all these people. And when you do it correctly and everyone responds the way that you're anticipating on them responding, nothing is better.
0: Yeah, 100%. I've played
1: played plenty of shows on stage with bands and have gotten positive responses. I've played shows where I've gotten minimal responses just because of the lack of people, but nothing so far beats going out there and chain wrestling with somebody and having people chant my name.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's insane to me. And yeah at least right now, I don't see that feeling wearing off.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's it's just so damn cool.
0: It is a hundred percent. Like, like, okay. I don't know about if you've ever done this, but I know I do it pretty often where I I go to work on Monday and everybody's like, Hey, how's your weekend? How'd your weekend go? Yeah. And everybody's talking about, Oh, I stayed at home. Oh, I, I went out with some friends and are like, Oh, well I got to wrestle in front of a X amount of people. And, uh, Had some really good food afterwards, and and did all the stuff. I got to travel, and it's like I might not have traveled to the most glamorous areas, but hey, I took a, I I take a road trip pretty much on the weekend and go and wrestle and see some old friends. And it's like, how many people can say that they did that on a Saturday night? Like,
1: with my job, it's so uh, I guess different because I I have such a supporting work environment. Yeah, when I won the titles, I. I couldn't let it go, so I brought it with me <laughs> on the boat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wore
1: it all day on the boat, and our uh, our company's Facebook page posted uh, this picture of me with the belt, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, Captain Bridger," uh, and and of course, like their terminology was yeah, like yeah, but yeah. Was like, yeah they won
0: <laughs> with the <Lake laughs>
1: Championship Wrestling League, <laughs> and it's like
0: oh my god, but it's like it's cool because
1: like they, they didn't yeah. Really do
0: that. Yeah, and then
1: of course, like I let everyone know, and even like when I put the, the time in to to have off, it's I can't put this time in for wrestling. I hype yeah. everyone up at the boat. It's like, yeah, like I'm wrestling this weekend, blah blah blah. So like, I'm I'm lucky to have a big support system in all aspects of my life.
0: <laughs> and and, <laughs> and, and to- that's and, and that's the best thing to have. One hundred percent is having that yeah. support system to get through. Because you need a support system in daily life, but then when you're also taking on the responsibilities of a performer and the responsibilities of an athlete, it becomes a whole nother level of support that you need from your family, from your friends, yeah. from your significant other, from from anybody really. Yeah. And I think that's what's so great also between, you know, the six of us, now the seven of us with the, the added uh, add-on, but with yeah, the, the so seven then, of us now, is that we're kind of always constantly in contact with each other on a daily basis. And just try to try to pop each other as much as often as we yeah. can with stupidest of jokes. But I think even that makes, uh, you know, a little goes a long way because it's like uh, it, it gives us, you know, six more people that we can rely on right. uh, to not only help us get through the day if we're going through something difficult you know really really anything it's like i know if if i'm feeling down if i send a single message into that group chat it's like it starts a a whole string of messages and i know by the end i'll be like crying laughing it's great (laughs) so so man uh we're we're coming up on our time now so i'm just gonna leave this last segment for you if there's anything that you want to say to any of your family friends significant other if you want to plug anything shout out anybody and whatever this is completely up for you now say whatever is on your mind
1: well uh you said (laughs) i just anybody who's had any ounce of support towards me i just want to thank them um this is just such a a wild ride that i'm still going to be on for as as long as i am uh am willing to put my body through this but uh (laughs) everybody i just i just want to thank everybody um if you're listening you want to follow me um i'm on instagram at charlie.star Uh, C-H-A-R-L-I-E dot S-T-A-R-R. Check out my friends. Check out, you know, uh, Fast Motion. Check them out, Money in Motion, Big Game, Johnny Zeke. Uh, Check out Joseph Matthews. Um, Check out Scattershot, the band, uh, in Ocala. Those guys are... That was the band I used to be in right before I I started wrestling. Okay. Um, Yeah, just... Yeah, this is such a, a fun lifestyle that I've been so lucky to have been a part of.
0: Oh, hang on a second. Before you said lifestyle, and the yeah. light went off in my head. Uh, before straight edge. Okay, yeah. I, I I didn't that didn't even come across. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Take a second. Say whatever you want. <laughs> I, I I forgot about it, and I'm, that's my fault as a host.
1: No, it's all good. Um. I mean, yeah, I've been I've been straight edge for most of my life. Um, it was, it's really funny because I remember on MySpace, John had some like tattoo art thing for straight edge, like on his MySpace page, and I asked him like, yeah. "Oh, what's that?" And he told me, and like I understood it, but it didn't really like click yet. And um, it wasn't until CM Punk debuted on ECW when he had that first promo. Where he's like, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. My addiction is wrestling, and I'm like, yo, yeah. like that, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm for that. So, um, yeah, I've I've been straight edge for most of my life. In fact, while we were doing this interview, I was having my favorite cocktail of uh, raspberry tea and lemonade.
0: <laughs> oh boy!
1: Yes, yeah. and uh,
0: spicy. Yeah, everything. it's
1: it's such a it's such a unique subculture to be a part of. Yeah, with it stemming from punk rock music and being in the punk rock scene, and yeah, um, you get so much cool
0: shirts out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so many shirt ideas, man! You gotta sell the merch. Oh <laughs> <sell merch>, man, <laughs> well, man uh, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your of time. It always, always a bunch of laughs whenever we're talking of and with course. the guys and everything. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to facing off against you guys again hopefully sometime soon
1: yeah hopefully
0: not if not kicking your ass last time it was great
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me on again um yeah i I love doing stuff like this so any anytime you need uh, some filler episodes just hit me up and we'll we'll talk about some random stuff
0: hell yeah man sounds great All right, guys, so that was my interview with Charlie Starr. And big shout-out to Charlie again. Thank you so much for actually sitting down and giving giving me the time of day to actually look into your story and tell everybody about uh, your punk rock days, starting out with music, and how you also went through your athletic background with football that led you ultimately to become a professional wrestler. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, man. And to anybody else uh, that is listening on this podcast, uh, any of the supporters, thank you guys so much for always you know, listening on a weekly basis and following up with our posts on Facebook and Instagram. And for those of you who are first time listeners, thank you guys so much for allowing us the opportunity to entertain you. I greatly appreciate it. And hopefully we've uh, earned you to come back and listen to us the next time. And for those of you who don't already follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hot Dogs and Handshakes, go ahead and look us up, give us a follow, and make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other platforms where you find your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. It would be much appreciated. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys again next week. God bless.